Well, listen, today uh, we are going to get in God's Word uh, because I'm excited about it, y'all. Uh, I'm excited. I hope that you've been enjoying the series that we have been in called Peace of Mind. And, uh, to, you know, today I, I actually want to talk with you about something. You know, we talked about uh, some anxiety. We've talked about uh, other, other things that are kind of happening in our lives. But today I actually want to talk to you about, according to the World Health Organization, Americans have a bigger problem with this than any other nation in the world, okay? Any other nation. We're the most affluent society in the world, but guess what we so often as Americans struggle with? Starts with a W, and it's called worry. Worry. Did you know that we, in the United States, we are the most worry-filled society in the world? Isn't that crazy thing? We, and the, uh, as, uh, we, we are it. In, in fact, according to the Barnum Research Group, uh, that 60% of adults in the United States struggle with worry and stress daily. We do it daily. And, and here's what I know about you, okay? I know that you're probably like me, and at 2 o'clock in the morning, when you're awake and you're staring at your ceiling, you're probably not sitting there staring at the ceiling thinking about how the peace and the joy of God has just overfilled your life so much and you were just so blessed, highly favored, and you were just like, uh, winning life. No, are you? Because at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're thinking, like, what about what this thing that happened with my kids that I'm trying to solve? You know, like, are, are, like, are my kids going to be okay? Are they going to make the right choices? You know, we're thinking about all the work that we have to get done that next day and how we know how many hours there is. And there's just no conceivable way to feel like all of those things can actually fit in that time frame. We're worried sometimes about our aging parents and how in the world are we going to be able to afford to help take care of them and at the same time still plan successfully for the family and the kids that we already have. And, and, and we know that if you're not worried about that, you know, there's always, you know, war in the Ukraine to think about. There's always terrorisms. There's always mass shooting events that are happening. And aren't you so happy that you came to church today? Because if you didn't have anything to worry about, you're like, well, maybe I do now. <laughs> right? Racism. And I don't know if you know this. If you've been to the grocery store, it's like $7 to buy a bag of potato chips now. And if you have a teenager that lives in your house that can eat a bag of potato chips a day, you can quickly go through the calculations and you worry about how potato chips are going to send you to bankruptcy. <laughs> you worry about that, right? But today, we're going to, because some of you are like, but Pastor Curtis, you talked about anxiety last week. I did. But if you don't know, anxiety and worry are actually different. They're they're a little bit. Now, they're related. They can tend to overlap with one another. Uh, and I'm not going to try to give you an oversimplification over of, of this today. But here's what I want to give you today if you're taking any kind of notes, okay, is that we, we tend to experience worry in our mind, okay? Worry typically is a mind thing. That's why at 2 o'clock in the, in, in the morning you can lay there, stare at your seat, and your mind has kept you awake. You want desperately to go to sleep, but you're not. But we generally experience anxiety in our bodies, Okay, so worry tends to be in your mind, anxiety tends to be in your body, uh, and, and so anxiety can cause all sorts of stuff. Worry, though, is, it temp, uh, tends to be uh, more specific, while anxiety can generally be a little bit more broad. See, if you're worried that you're going to miss your uh, plane, then you're like my wife, and you get there three hours early. If you're, 
And then she says, you don't worry. And for me, it gives me anxiety because I hate wasting time sitting in the airport. So if you're like me and you're not worried about that, you're like, we can get there an hour before takeoff. We'll be good. And she's like, she's about to like lose it in the car on the way. We can't do that. It's impossible. Right? But so worry, worries about getting to the airport. But you, some of you can get anxious. You get anxious about traveling. You're not real big, uh, uh, big and excited about getting in a giant metal tube and strapping you to rockets and sending you up into the sky, right? Like you, you that, that stresses you. But here's what we know is that uh, today we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 6. You can find this obviously in your YouVersion Bible plan, uh, also under the events tab, but you can follow along with us there. But Jesus actually tells us in Matthew chapter 6, multiple times not to worry. Multiple times he actually lays this out for us. And so we're going to take a look at this teaching that Jesus has. And, and uh, it's obviously way deeper than we'll actually be able to get into just the, in this morning. But you can obviously check out this whole, whole chapter, these verses here. But Jesus actually goes through some of the top five biggest topics in our lives. And he actually tells us not to worry. He says that, guess what? You shouldn't worry about your finances. Okay, Jesus, that sounds easy. You know, you shouldn't worry about food. He says you shouldn't worry about fitness. Some of us do a better job of not worrying about fitness than others. That's another message for another day. Some, he says we shouldn't worry about our fashion. And he says at the end that we shouldn't worry about our future. By the way, it's true pastors, makes pastors one uh, glory when we can make all the things line up with the same words of finances, food, fitness, uh, fashion, and future. By the way, we spend a lot of time thinking on things like that, right? But here's, here's what we know. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Jesus actually tells you at the beginning there, therefore I tell you, do not worry. And so now as any good pastor would tell you that anytime you read therefore in scripture that you should do what? Find out what it's there for. It's therefore for a reason, all right? But here's what I love is that Jesus actually, so we sometimes we look at verse 25 as the starting point for this, but I think you actually have to go a step back to verse 24 because at the end of verse 24, he actually is trying to tell us, Jesus says that you can't actually serve God and money. You can't serve both. And, and really, by the way, when I say money here, I'm not just talking about like the actual uh, green stuff in your wallet with dead pictures of dead presidents on it, okay? I'm talking about stuff. God's, Jesus is trying to say like you can't have, you can't be all about God and you can't be all about stuff all at the same time because it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And, and he actually continues to go on here. In fact, I love the NLT version says, after this, the next version in, in the LLT, it says, that's why I tell you not to worry. He says, you can't, you can't love both God and money. That's why I'm telling you not to worry. In verse 25, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. By the way, there's food for you. Don't worry about your body. There's the fitness. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Now, here's what we have to understand that at this time that Jesus was talking to these people, that here's the kicker. They did worry. They worried all the time. Because, see, you, if you want a glass of milk at night, like me with your double-stuffed Oreos, praise Jesus, as we watch our weight, right, <laughs> go up. If you want a glass of cold milk, what do you do? You just go to the refrigerator, and guess what? It's right there. 
You want some lunch meat for, uh, you want to make you a little lunch sandwich, you know, lunch meat and cheese? Guess what? It's right there. You want to heat up last night's leftovers? Guess what? It's right there. It's all there. But here's what we got to remember. In Jesus' time, it wasn't that easy. It wasn't, like, like where they were going to get their food from was a serious fear that some, uh, some people, that they had to constantly worry about where this is going to come next. But Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. I, I need you to understand that it's, it's more important than that. In, in fact, he actually says, listen, you don't have to worry about what you're going to wear about tomorrow. I said, men, tell your wives when they're getting dressed in the morning, well, I don't know what to wear. It's okay. Jesus said, don't worry about it. Just pick something. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Color schemes don't matter. Just, just, just close your eyes, reach in, grab something, and then whatever you grab, where? But what I love is in Matthew 6, 24, he actually says this. He says, therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Because guess what? Tomorrow will have all the worry itself it needs. It'll worry all on itself. He says, you don't have to worry about that. Which, how many of us would ever have loved to have thought about that when we were worrying about what school we were going to go to? Or what job to go? What what job to interview for? Or 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 it, having a, a loved one that was sick, and you were worried about what tomorrow was going to bring. Or or uh, you know you're worried because you're looking in the mirror and your hair is getting thin, and you, you worry about that. And and I I don't I, that's God, we'll we'll pray together at the end of this if that's the case, <laughs> right? Jesus, but one of the things I love here is he doesn't just say don't worry because it's easy just to say don't worry. But what he actually does is he actually wants to give us some insight in why like, and how this happens. Because in verse 26, he actually goes into a little of this where he says, look at the birds of the air. He says, guess what? They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't store in barns. And yet, guess what? Your heavenly father feeds them. And how much more valuable, how much more valuable are you than them? Can I give you good news this morning? Good news is, is that God loves you more than birds. Isn't that exciting? Thank you, Lord, for loving me more than birds. And sometimes if you've been around some birds, you're like, thank God, because they are not that special. And the Lord doesn't look at you. So you, you ain't that special either sometimes. You do some stupid stuff. But here's what we know. Here's what we know is we actually need to figure out, I think that this helps to illustrate for us the difference between concern and worry. Because... We have concern and we have worry, and the problem is, is that if we could change the worry into a concern, I think it does something because concern actually focuses and challenges us to move to an action. When we're actually concerned, listen, when the doctor tells you that he's concerned about your blood pressure or your cholesterol, his concern is trying to spur you to do what? To change. For something inside of you. He's trying. He's, like, he's not going to say, well, I'm, I'm just kind of worried about it. I don't know. It's touch and go. Listen, it, it's going to lead us. See, worry actually helps, you know, worry really, it, it focuses on stuff that's beyond our control. It results in inaction. In other words, it's just us kind of sitting around going the what if and how, how is it going to happen and how are we going to get there. Verse 27, Jesus actually says, can any of us, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Can you do it? No. 
We all know that because we know that actually nothing gets better. And what I love is I love the fact that if you've ever looked at the birds, okay, that are flying around, you will never see a bird pacing back and forth trying to figure out, I don't know if there's going to be any worms tomorrow, guys. I don't know how we're going to get it all done. I'm not sure if this thing's going to be under control. No, you know why? Because they have an inherent understanding that it's going to be all right. The world's a lot bigger than them. They have absolutely no control over everything. But guess what? God will see it through to the other side of what's happening. The problem is, is this, okay? And this is going to sting. I want to warn you. I want to give you a preemptive. This is going to sting. The problem really is, is that when, when we worry, when we allow worry to overcome in our mind, when we allow ourselves to sit in that place Really, what we're basically saying is, God, I don't really trust you with whatever it is. You fill, you fill in the blank. And, and I know that that stings a little bit because it stings me because, like, but no, I, I trust God. <laughs> Do you? Really? Because sometimes we start to worry about how things are going to play out and we're like, God, are you sure? Do you have a plan? Are you sure? You, God, do you really have a plan? I, God, it does not look like you have a plan here. Looks like I'm hanging out on the end of a long rope here. and It just doesn't feel like something. This doesn't feel really good. But I think that really I love that I've heard it said before like this is that worry is actually what we worry the most about actually reveals where we trust God the least. And I love that. I think it's so, it can be so true. So here's the question I have for you this morning. Jesus says, we don't have to worry. He gave us a big old list of stuff we don't have to worry about. But the problem is, is I know that you're like me. And that you do worry over something, over everything. What is it for you? What is it for you that you worry about? Is it your relationship that you're currently in? Is it you think that God doesn't have anyone for you and that you're always going to be single. Does it feel like you have to worry about your health? Where as you get older, stuff starts not working so well. And all of a sudden, you're like, God, do you really got me? As I get older, like, is, is this really good? Like, are, are we okay? Is it financial for you? Where you're worrying and you're praying for a miracle, you're believing for a big check to come in the mail because we want God to bail us out of the giant mess that we've got ourselves in. What is it that we worry about? A personal insecurity? You wake up, you look in the mirror at yourself, and you're just like, what happened? What's going on? You have the feeling of not measuring up, not being good enough. Do you ever have that feeling that you just don't have what it takes and you worry and you're trying to figure out how we're going to make it through to tomorrow? How are we going to survive? What do we do? Well, we've been looking at Jesus' words, so we might as well keep going, right? Jesus actually tells us, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, he says, guess what we have to do? If you're worried, change your thoughts. He says, instead of being worried on the stuff that you're worried about, I want you to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. 
And guess what? All of the other stuff that you're worried about can help get sorted and get, can get taken care of. We have to seek him first, though. And the problem is, is, is I know in my life, look, I'm a pastor, y'all. Y'all pay me to stay in God's word and to help deliver the truth. But can I tell you that can I can I tell you the truth? That sometimes in my own life, stuff gets mixed up. If it gets mixed up in my life, I believe it probably gets mixed up in your life. And so it is, you know, he says to put God first in our lives. And the, and the problem is, is really. Do you put him at the first of your day? Do you grab your phone to flick Twitter or TikTok, Facebook, Instagram? Do you flip on the TV to see what the news is happening instead of getting into God's word in the morning? By the way, can I, can I encourage you with something here today? If you don't at least get into God's word for just a few minutes into that, can you at least start with one verse? At least start with one verse. Because oftentimes that one verse will help settle your mind and get you to a place where you can at least be ready to take the onslaught of the day on just a little bit easier just by one verse because his word is life. What about this? You put God first in your finances. How often have you sat down with your budget and you actually looked and figured out where all of that money that you have? God gave you the ability to earn income. Where is it all going? We're the most affluent society in America, but do you know what's happening? Did, I don't know if you've heard recent reports of this. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but credit card debt is like compounding at like double to triple the rate right now as it did just a few months ago, just a few years ago. Why? We have a problem. We're spending, and we have no idea what we're spending on. We have a, we, we, we're just, we're going, we're going through this. What happens when we place our minds and our minds start to go adrift? Is he first in your mind? Is he first in your relationship? I don't know about you, but it's amazing for us to think of all the things that we worry about. It's amazing. There's actually been research done on this, and, and one of the things I thought was incredible is that Penn State did a research trial where for 30 days they asked a group of students to track all the things that they're worried about. They tracked them all down. They documented everything. And you know what's pretty incredible? For 30 days, all the things that these students worried about, did you know that 91% of the things they were worried about never, ever happened? 91%. That's incredible, isn't it? 91%. Think about that, how true that probably is for you and for me, that 91% of the things that we worry about probably never, ever happen, but they rob us of 100% of the joy. Isn't that amazing? We spend 100% of worry over an 8 to 9% rate of return. That's not very good numbers. Listen, today we're going to close, and we're going to get ready to transition into... Uh, water baptism, and, and I'm really excited for water baptism. But before we get there, one of the things I, I, I think we need to spend a few moments in here is this, is we've been talking a lot in this series of peace of mind about how to try to gain some control of our thoughts. How for us to have more of the peace of God, more of the joy of God, more of his understanding so that when things happen and come against us in this world that 
we're able to not have an utter meltdown, Lord. We're not able to, like, lose our temper on people that we love. We're able to actually stay in his presence through it. But the problem is, is I know that you're like me. We often worry, we worry, and we worry. But today I want to ask you this. If we're worrying about stuff, it's probably an indication of where maybe we're not putting our full trust in him. Where is that at? I want to ask if you would, would you stand with me this morning? I believe some of you have maybe tried to block me out a little bit this morning. And some of you maybe, you instantly knew that the second we started down this path, that you instantly knew what that thing was in your life. Instantly. For some of you, it's more than one thing. Today, I want to ask if you would, would you pray with me? And can we allow God and the, the, His Spirit that wants to breathe life into you and to me, can we take the opportunity and surrender some things over to Him this morning? Can we just allow God to speak to you? Can you just close your eyes where you are and you just say, Lord, will you speak to me today, Heavenly Father? Lord God, we just want to thank you. Lord, we're so grateful that the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ himself, says that we, we do not have to worry. Because, Lord, we can place our hope and our trust in you. We can actually allow you, Father God, to take care of the things, Lord God, that we don't have to worry about tomorrow. Because guess what? Tomorrow has all the worry that it will ever need before we ever get there, Father God. But, Lord, we are going to be hopefully more like the birds, Father God, where we can recognize that we don't have to pace back and forth. We don't have to stay awake up at night. That we can surrender these things over to you, Father. Lord, we're proclaiming today that today we are hoping as your sons and daughters to seek first your kingdom, to seek your righteousness, Father God, and that, Lord, in doing this, all the other things are going to be transferred to us, Lord. Father God, I pray as the worship team is going to get ready to lead us through song right now, Lord God, that you're going to continue to speak and minister to your sons and your daughters this morning, Father God, that you're going to help lead us, Lord God, into a moment here, Father, where we can feel a touch from your presence, Lord. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you sing with us here? 